everyone and welcome to In My Mug episode 247 on Monday the 5th of August 2013. I didn't do my 247. Um, I am your host Stephen Layton and this week we're going to be doing a guap which I'm really excited about doing. But before that we should do the news. Yes, I forgot the boings last week. Okay, thank you for the millions of emails telling me about that. Do you know how much time I spend editing these things? It kills me. Um, I completely miss them. I do apologise. Thank you to everybody who let me know. There were a lot. Um, yeah. Um, the Kenyans and Ethiopians I talked about last week are up. Um, the Gadeb, the natural Gadeb, has officially run out, um, which is very sad. Ooh. But the good news is we have Kachere, which is a great replacement for all you natural lovers. Um, we also have the washed version of it as well. You should definitely take a look at those. I think one of them will be in my mug in the future. I don't know which one, but there'll definitely be one of them will come through, I think. And it's guest blend time again. It's a new month. Um, and this month's guest blend is to celebrate National Inventors Month. Um, which is the whole of August. This is your chance to invest a guest blend for October. Um, you will receive... Actually, do you know what? Instead of me telling you, why don't we ask Professor Layton to come up and tell you? Hello, and welcome to this month's guest blend, the Invention Blend. My name is Professor Layton, not from those stupid Nintendo games, but from Has Been Coffee. This month's blend is where you do the inventing. You will receive a pack, like so. Open it up. This is a scientific procedure, so it must be done carefully and slowly. In your pack, you will find a bag. You will find four bags of coffee. Some crayons and a card. First of all, invent your blend name. You have crayons, you have bag, you have the talent. You have four different coffees. First of all, you have Costa Rican La Pira Tarazu. This will add some class to your blend. This will give you a beautiful acidity, but too much, you'll have no body. Next, you have Kenya Gachika Pibri. This will give you lots of acidity. Next up is El Salvador Santa Patrona Natural. All aboard the funky bus. Next up, Sumatra Wahana Natural Razuna. This will give you lots of body, but a bit of earthiness. Use too little of the ingredients and you won't taste them. Use too much of it and you will overpower the blend. Use at least two of the beans in your blend and no more than four. When you've done your blend, email us with what it contains, the percentages and a photo of your label and that can be the blend for October. This will be judged by me, Professor Layton, and my esteemed colleagues, Gary and Roland from The Roastery. Send in your blend now. It's time to invent! And that was the news! So it's time for 20 seconds off. Um, and this week, it's going to be on the growing regions of Guatemala. Okay, this is going to be very interesting to try and fit into 20 seconds, but let's go. So, 
So Guatemala has so many varied microclimates and cup diversity, it makes it really unique. Since the 90s, Ana Cafe, which is the government-run official exporter for Guatemala, has pioneered in an effort to define the country's coffee-producing regions based on geographic, climate um, and coffee characteristics in the cup profile. As a result, there are eight different districts producing different coffees, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Guatemala has been at the forefront of defining these regions. So you've got Highland Highway, uh, Rainforest Coban, Traditional Atilan, uh, New Orient, Volcanic San Marcos, Acatenango Faranges, and very, very famous Antigua. Um, they were the first to do this, and there's lots of places tried to do this afterwards, but I actually don't think anybody has done as good a job as Guatemala have of separating these different regions and making it clear that like what the cut profile of an Antigua is of course you'll get variances in there um, but people kind of know how that's going to taste now which is I guess it's progress I guess it's kind of like what the wine people have done with the different wine sections um, but anyway let's talk about the coffee the coffee comes from my 2013 trip uh, to Guatemala I have never bought directly through Guatemala before um, and this year was the start of planting the seeds of relationships uh, and we've started with four growers um, this being one of the four and um, yeah we'll kind of guess we get to see how it goes uh, I worked with a friend who he lives in Guatemala and he's been buying from these guys for a couple of years now and was very keen for me to go and meet them um, so we jumped in his car it was about an hour's drive to the east of Guatemala City uh, in the small town of La Palencia um, which is uh, kind of one of the sub towns just outside Guatemala City um, it's owned by a guy called Guadalupe Alberto Reyes. Um, he, an, an interesting story, he was telling me that he used to be the mayor of Palencia um, and he's had a lot to do with developing the town and the region and the area um, and he's very, 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 very proud Palencian. Um, Palencia is not part of the eight regions of coffee that I talked about in 20 seconds uh, of Ana Cafe, um, but I think this zone is somewhere that is very interesting. Um, I see, I've seen a couple of coffees from kind of around this town um, and I think it's kind of the hotspot, the next place that's going to be where all the, all the players come from, kind of all the new farms coming through and it's really cool to be able to kind of get to the ground and find producers uh, like Beto. Um, the farm produces mainly Katura, a little bit of Bourbon and they're experimenting with Pacamara on the farm as well, we're very keen to have a look at the Pacamaras next year. Um, I think this place is going to do good things with them. From early cuppings, it's very exciting. Um, Beto is really, really keen to focus on quality. And not everybody in the region has been keen to do that, but he's invested in money in uh, the wet mill. He spends a lot of time getting the wet mill kind of looking good and organised. Before, they could only do one big lot at a time. Now, they can do lots of micro lots. Um, his son is going to university um, to learn about agronomy and how they can get the best out of the land, uh, how they can put the, the basically get the best out of what they're planting. Um, also, what at the mill, what they've started to do is talk to different people in the town um, and saying like we could process the coffee for you and we can kind of do these uh, these special small lots again. Um, I've got a feeling that Beto is going to be quite important to us in the long term. Kind of finding this guy, I think, could be very, very strong for us in the future. Um, 
I, I like the way that he was separating days and he was separating different picking lots. Um, like to the point of this lot that we've got here, it's a 35 bag lot. So it's a small lot to start off with, uh, but we have lot 18 and 35, I think it is. Um, and they were picked out from different lots that we liked and then they were mixed together to make this 35 bag lot, which is a great, great way to work. Um, I love it when we can kind of get down into, get down and dirty into that detail. Okay, so uh, it's time for the map bit, um, but I have been waiting a little while for the email for the map bit. As of yet, it hasn't arrived. So it's either gonna be a really good bit, map bit or a really bad one, so. Come on, light, and tell us how it went. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. Hello. So our usual route is down, our usual round is up, and our usual route is to our left. And we're going to go and look at Central America, the amazing continent that is. We should look at this continent in a little more detail, as we do with these things. So, number of coffee-growing countries, it's seven. Population of 41 million, nearly 42. Has a surface area of 524,000 square kilometres. Um, and the UK surface area, as a comparison, gives you that good idea. So, uh, we should go down to the country that we're looking at here. And we are, of course, looking at Guatemala, as I've been rabbling on about for the past uh, eight or nine minutes. So... Um, Guatemala, super interesting country. This is the first time that we've moved a whole container from Guatemala and not used brokers, so it's exciting. But uh, So the name is Guatemala, population of 14.7 million. Uh, size, very small, like over half the size of uh, the UK. Uh, and the capital city is Guatemala City. Not always been the capital city. Um, it's actually changed um, uh, over years, as I think I talked about when we talked about the uh, San Sebastian um, a limon type thing before. No, sorry, this is a limon. So there we are. We have a beautiful view of the farm. You can see to the right there's a big water tower. The dot is on the farmhouse, and that to the left those are the patios. Um, so let's look at the farm details, and I'll go into a bit more detail about the patios. So farm is called Finca San Patricio El Limon. Has an altitude of sixteen hundred meters above sea level. Varietal is Catura, and the nearest town is Palencia. And what I should do first of all is from those uh, patios. I'd really like to take you down and actually see the town of uh, 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 Palencia. So that is Palencia there. That is the that is on the drying patios. So it gives you an absolutely perfect idea of where it is um, in comparison to the farm. It's very, very, very close. Now Palencia is somewhere that's kind of uh, sprang up as Guatemala City has done its urban sprawl. You can see Guatemala City there, just to the left of the farm. Um, and you can see kind of how big it is, and it goes all the way down to El Bosque. So this is just the perimeters of the city where all these farms are. And let's let's go down and look at the kind of typography and the valley of uh, of the place. So that's an even better view of Palencia. Um, and we're going to just turn around slightly. That is Guatemala City. So it is really, really close to the main city uh, of Guatemala City. Um, this is all of Guatemala. There's just so much urban sprawl. Just going to give you a quick tour around to get you an idea of the topography. So again, that is the the the, the patios, and that was the map bit. Good, bad, I still don't know, do I? Because I'm recording this now. But uh, anyway, it is time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. 
Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Guatemala is around about the same size as the island of Cuba and has 30 volcanoes, of which three are still active. Amazing! Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. It is amazing, Roland. Where did that? It's amazing come from, Roland. I've never heard you do that before. So, uh, last week we had... Ristretto, I think it was. And we're replacing it with AeroPress. And we're going to do a Wheel of Death, where it goes. No, oh, it's done gingerly, by the way, because it doesn't feel very safe. Um, we have French Press. Um, yeah, my Wheel of Death kind of does this a lot now. And, yeah, I'm trying not to break it. Um, so we have French Press. Uh, French Press, good, 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 good. I'm going to whack it on pause. I'm going to go make tasty and delicious drinks. We'll be whack, whack. Let's try and be back with you in just a second. Okay, I'm back. I'm going to dive straight into the espresso, give it a bit of a stir. Mm -mm -mm. So the first thing you get is oranges. It's like really big. Sorry, that's my time to plunge. You get these real acidic kind of bright oranges, which I think is great. Actually, it really works well in the espresso because it fades quite quickly. This milk chocolate takes over and it just reminds me of a chocolate orange. I actually think this is a perfect espresso. It's balanced, it has acidity, but it gets controlled really quickly. It's sweet, big mouthfeel, very smooth. I'm excited about that as an espresso. Mm. That is good. So, um, cappuccino. Um, yeah, it's milk. You know what, the tart of the orange cuts through that milk. You can taste the orange still. You can taste the coffee part to it. The sweetness of the milk only helps that milk chocolate become more pronounced. Um, it's a very good cappuccino. Um, I prefer the espresso, but it's a very good cappuccino. Look, I'll even take a second swig. Um, moving on to the cafetiere. Now, the cafetiere gets a lot of bad press. But I am here to defend the cafetiere, the French press. I think it is um, a great brewer for anybody getting into coffee. Uh, it's accessible, it's cheap, um, it's very easily obtained. You can go to any supermarket and fetch one. Um, they're only like a few pounds. Like, they're really, really good. And um, it's difficult to screw up a French press. They're always going to taste good. Um, I find that if you get the dose a little bit high, a little bit low, uh, your, your ratio of water to coffee not quite right, still tastes amazing. And that's because you've got a slightly coarser grind than you would say, for instance, with a pour over um, or, or espresso. And um, so your surface area, your extraction is a little longer and slower and, and harder to mess up. So the only down point is you do tend to get a little bit of a more textured cup. But I'm not sure that's a down. I quite like that texture from time to time. And going back to a French press always makes me quite happy. So let's dive into this coffee anyway. It's pretty much what the espresso does. Oranges in the acidity. And it is just so obviously an orange, it's scary. But then this milk chocolate comes along and it tastes like a Terry's chocolate orange. There we go. 
I have great hopes and dreams for this farm. I think we are going to be doing lots more with them in the future. Um, it's very, very exciting. Um, yeah, can't wait to do more with them. We should go on to the Pinboard of Doom. And this Pinboard of Doom was sent in to us by a friend of has been, Mr. Andrew Stockton. Don't remember Andy? Hello, I'm Northern Andy. Yeah, how can you forget a face like that? And a face only his mother would try to forget. Um, and this is Anna, Andy's daughter, who now lives in America. Uh, that's why Andy doesn't work with us anymore. And this was with the Don't Panic blend. And uh, she has her emergency tell. So with that tell, she will always be safe. Um, thank you, Andy. Thank you, Anna, for sending that in. That is awesome. You see you have rather a large stash of has-been in the back as well. That must have been stolen from when uh, Anna and um, um, uh, Manda came across and, uh, yeah, emptied our roastery. Okay, uh, time for Steve's Vine of the Week. And this week's Vine, professional, is sent to us by Pete Maidment. I'm not sure if I've shown this one before, but I'm going to show it anyway, because I have no more. I need more vines for next week, please. So, you have two things to do. You need me to send more vines in. Thank you, Pete, for that one. And you need to, if you haven't already bought the uh, Invention Blend, you need to buy the Invention Blend and get them sent in to us with a chance to win a blend named after your idea and also for you to build the blend. Okay, time for us to wrap up. Thank you for listening, as always. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.